0: Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. So this year, I made a resolution to lose some weight. Now, like most people, I know exactly why I'm a little heavy. It's not from drinking tea, I guarantee you. I don't put any milk and sugar in my tea, but it's most likely from some of my other favorite things, specifically wine. Some of you know about my love for wine. I also love cheese. We haven't talked too much about my love of cheese, but I guarantee you, I love cheese. I also like scotch. There's a commonality between all three of these things. All three things that we have referred to, and most alcohol in general, are fermented. A process has been done whereby the raw materials, whether it's grapes, or wheat or milk has been fermented in some way and changed the essence of what it was into something different. Now why would we be talking about all of these things on a show devoted to tea? Because today's topic is a different category of tea called pu'er. It's very unusual, it's not very common in this country, but it's one you should know about. And the thing that separates pu'er from all other types of tea is that it is fermented. If you look around on websites, a lot of people say that black tea is fermented or a lot of the teas are fermented. That's not true. Those teas are oxidized. Now, you guys know better. We've talked about oxidation in previous shows a great deal oxidation is essentially the process by which a banana goes brown or an apple when you cut it starts to brown out or leaves start to go brown in the fall. That's not fermentation. That's oxidation. Fermentation is more like when you take that banana or you take that apple and you put it into a pile with compost and what happens therein, that's fermentation. See the difference? Now that's the difference in those tea leaves as well. Oxidation, that's what happens in black tea and in oolong tea. Fermentation, that's what's happening in pu'er tea. Now this fermentation process does something exquisite to the flavors. This particular tea was developed in a region of China called Yunnan. One of the things about Yunnan is that it's a place of high altitude, and a lot of sunshine and blue skies. The result of that altitude and blue sky and that sunshine is that the tea leaves themselves are very, very large. Now, there's a city in Yunnan called Pu'er. That's P-U-E-R. Some people spell it also P-U-E-H-R, but most of the time it's P-U-E-R. And actually, this city is nestled in this valley, and all around the valley are all of these mountains. And the mountain people pick these tea leaves and they bring them down to the valley. They call these tea leaves Mao Cha. And they bring this rough tea down into the valley to be processed into Pu'er. And it was originally just sold in that area or to Tibet or to Mongolia to other mountain people who liked that style of tea. And then it became popular in other parts of China. It took a while to get over there and then into Hong Kong. And this popularity has now spread here to this country as well. But that little city where all of that tea comes into is called Pu'er, And they've developed this technique for making tea. It's really, really remarkable. The fermentation process does something to the flavor that you just cannot believe. You can get so many aromatics depending upon what type of pu'er and how old it is. Everything from grassy and wood notes to tobacco and leather. Really rich earthen flavors and even some peat-like flavors. For those of you who are uh, Scotch drinkers, a lot of you may like that peaty, mossy flavor that you get in certain Scotches, depending upon the region in Scotland that you get it from. The same thing with this. Really a broad, broad base of flavors that you can get. Pu'erh tea is also, because of its fermentation, very easy on your stomach. We're going to get into the health benefits on a later show. But rest assured, it's a unique and interesting tea. Something that you might like to try. When we come back, we're going to delve more into how Pu'erh is made. And finally, we're also going to talk about what it takes to make an excellent cup of pu'er for yourself. And you'd be surprised, it can't be easier. We're also going to dabble in a little discussion about fungus, so stay with me. I'll be right back here on Steeping Around.
1: Here's a challenge, go to your cupboard, Dig out a tea bag, cut the top off of it, and pour its contents onto your kitchen table. What do you see? Anything more than dust? You're generally looking at the bottom of the barrel tea leaves, the crumbs that fall from the thick, whole, beautiful leaves that the Maya Tea Company uses. Did you know that you can greatly improve the quality of your tea by switching to whole leaf tea without spending one extra dime? Each pound of Maya Tea Company's decadent loose-leaf teas brews about 150 individual cups of tea, and you have an extensive variety of types and flavors to choose from. Would you like a green or a black tea? And how about flavored with raspberry or vanilla? The possibilities are endless with the Maya Tea Company. Plus, you can save an extra fifteen percent on your purchases by typing the word "steep" into the coupon code at checkout. See for yourself at www.mayatea.com. That's m-a-y-a-t-e-a.com, and enter the word "steep."
0: We're back here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things pu I don't know how many of you have been in a wine cellar or a place where cheese is being aged, but there's a specific aroma and character in the air in those places. Some of you like it. Some of you may not. If you're unfamiliar with it, you may even recognize that smell or that uh, feeling say, in a basement or an attic where you may have old magazines or family heirlooms. That flavor of 20-year-old magazines being opened up for the first time after being stored in an attic or a basement, that's sort of like what pu'er tastes like. Now, that's funny. It doesn't sound appetizing, but in fact, it really is. It's a beautiful flavor, beautiful aroma when it's put into tea. How does it get that aroma? Through fermentation. It's a tea that's actually been fermented. It has microbes in it, and it's made very differently than other types of tea. Most of the other types of tea have the green leaves that have been picked, and they're quickly steamed or fired to remove the moisture. Well, let's say you didn't remove all the moisture. Let's say you left some of it in there, and then you stored it. Now, really, there's two types of puer. There's raw, raw green called sheng, and also black cooked called shu. We're going to talk about the sheng first. If you took those green leaves and you left some of the moisture in them, maybe lightly steamed them, but there's still moisture in there, and thus the microbes, the bacteria that's in those leaves, is still alive, and then you took those leaves and pressed them into cakes. Now, that bacteria is still alive, but now everything is compressed into cakes. They're not compressed so tightly that air can't flow through, but really a lot of the elements in the moisture are still retained. Then you store those cakes for eight to ten years. Those microbes ferment and and there's fungus and things going on inside that cake that transform those young green leaves into dark, beautiful puer tea. That process, though, takes ten years those cakes actually improve with age just like wine and they get more expensive with age just like wine. Some of the tea cakes that are available in China go for thirty and forty thousand dollars for really really old pu'er. It is a very very prized tea. So because of this aging process and this fermentation process it is again a very highly highly regarded part of tea culture. But that having been said most people cannot wait Eight or ten years for puer. It's just too hard. And in fact, a process was developed that would speed things up. And that's where we get to black and cooked puer. Again, called shu. Now, again, we're starting with those same leaves, but it's cooked a little longer. And those leaves, that mao cha that we referred to earlier, those uh, rough tea leaves, Are then put into piles and those piles are put in a room where the warmth and the moisture are regulated and those piles given their natural moisture and their natural weight start to ferment on their own in this process and periodically those piles of leaves are carefully turned and examined and sort of rotated so that fermentation process occurs evenly through all the piles of leaves it takes about six weeks And after that, those leaves are now also fermented. They have many of the same characteristics in terms of flavor profile as some of the aged Puer. They're not as exquisite and they're not as well regarded, but at least you can get quite a bit of Puer done that way in a much shorter period of time. Now, how they do it specifically is actually a pretty guarded secret. Most of the Puer factories that do this don't allow visitors they don't want to reveal the secrets to how they make their special pu'er and there are special masters who do that again this leads to the the legend the mysticism behind this unusual tea it's fermented very different in some cases it takes 8 to 10 years to make very highly prized it is a remarkably different flavor and even for the stuff that's made a little more simply, a little sooner, six weeks or so, and every year. It too is a highly regarded secret. It's a wonderful, wonderful experience. And it comes in a variety of different grades. It's hard to grade Puer, and it's hard to know if what you're getting is really top grade Puer it really requires a master or somebody who really, really is well versed, much like wine. It really, really need a sensitive palate and you need to know what you're doing. But the truth is is that if you get access to some, you don't have to buy the most expensive. Puer is kind of like an individual thing. Very much like wine. You know, I happen to like some bottles that are retail for like ten, twelve, fourteen dollars. Yes, can I appreciate a thirty or forty dollar bottle of wine, but it's not inherently my favorite. And the same thing with Puer. You can get Puer at a variety of prices and simply because it's a higher grade and more expensive doesn't inherently mean that it is any better in terms of its flavor profile. Because of the complexities, it really is all about the person who drinks it. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to make pu'er, and we'll talk about some fungus. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around.
1: Hi, this is Sarah with the Maya Tea Company. If you've been steeping around with Manish Shah, you've likely heard me on random radio commercials. Although I'm sure I could have had you fooled. No, I'm not a professional radio presence. Actually, I work alongside your host, Manish, during the Monday to Friday 9 to 5, pushing paper and paying bills. And like most of us 9 to 5ers, I require a daily dose of caffeine. Luckily for me, working in the tea business, there's no shortage of caffeinated teas to choose from. But I generally stick to my two favorites, yerba mate and pu'er tea. Yerba mate is strong and grassy while puer is earthy and robust. When it comes to flavor, these teas couldn't be any more different. But, I can depend on both of these to keep me on the edge of my seat, which is really a necessity when you work with a guy like Manish. You can find these wonderful teas, yerba mate and puer, on our website available for sale, but that's not all. Check out the blog section of MayaTea.com for a blog written specifically on each of them by yours truly. You'll find a variety of other blogs there as well. That's right, Maya Tea Company isn't just about selling great tea. It's all about education and community. So if you like what you've heard on Steeping Around, you're sure to love what you're going to find on MayaTea.com. And if you type the word steep into the coupon code, you can save 15%. Cheers!
0: Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. This week we are talking about pu tea, which is one of my favorite teas. And it's a tea that I particularly like after lunch. We are prone to some great Mexican food out here in Tucson, Arizona. I've been to like Mexican food for lunch. And sometimes when we all go out for that, we come back a little full and a little spicy. All those rich sauces and all that really spicy and uh, hot flavors can irritate your stomach just a little bit, and all of those carbs and, and the heaviness can kind of cause you to want to doze off after lunch, and, hey, we've got things to do. So one of the great things about pu'er is it has plenty of caffeine to wake you up, but it doesn't have any acidity. That fermentation process takes all that acidity out, so it doesn't increase the sourness in your stomach. Making pu'er could not be easier. Again, we said all the acidity has been removed, right? Because of the fermentation process. One of the things though is that fermentation process has microbes, that fungus is still in there. So you gotta get rid of that first. When you're talking about pu'er and cakes and even some leaves, it's always wise to sort of splash some hot water on it to get things uh, out of there if you will. Just take some boiling hot water, take the pu'er that you need. You only need about a teaspoon or two per cup. Put it into something that you're gonna steep in, go ahead and submerge it in some hot water, and give it about 5, 10, 15 seconds and allow it to get really, really, really moist. Then remove the leaves, throw out that infusion, and add fresh hot water for a minute or two, and you've got yourself an amazing cup of puer. The beauty of puer is that you can steep it over and over and over again. Really good puer, you can get six or seven infusions out of. It's virtually indestructible. Because it has low acidity, you can't really do anything. To make a bad cup of puer, the only thing is you can use too little or too much. But as long as you follow the basic guidelines, you can make great puer over and over and over again. Enjoy its flavor. It will change, it'll get uh, more complex. It's remarkable, and you'll love it. If you have any questions about puer, actually any tea related question for that matter, feel free to send them to me. The easiest way to get in touch with me is via my email address That is steep at myatea.com. That's S T E E P at MayaT.com. and please if you're a fan of the show friend us on facebook you can find sites for both steeping around and the myati company and we have a brand new website beautiful new website for the myati company that's www.myati.com next week we're going to continue our conversation on the remarkable features of puer but we're not going to do it alone I'm going to have somebody join us. Many of you know I got my really, really hardcore tea training from a Chinese tea master. Her name is Zhuping Hodge, and she will be joining us next week to talk about some of the history and the health benefits of puer. And she will continue to unwrap some of the mystery surrounding this very remarkable tea. I hope you join us next week, and I thank you for listening to me this week. It is always way more fun steeping around with you.